What is up, everybody? Welcome to Outside the Cage. We got a big show in for you. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend, a lot of big news. We finally have the dreaded, awaited UFC 300 card is finalized. The main event is finalized. We'll get into that. But first, we have to get into the fights that did happen over the weekend. We have a and new Ilya Taporia defeats Alexander Volkanovsky via TKO to become the new featherweight champion. Um, my brother Eric, you were there in person. How did it feel, and what, what was what was the environment like in there? It was electric. It was absolutely insane in there. And I've got to say, shout out to you, Georgians, because you guys travel very well, and they were very loud for Marab and Ilya there. They were pretty annoying too, I'm not going to lie. We were walking out sad as hell after seeing Volk lose. They're just going, ole, 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 ole. I'm going to have nightmares about that shit. Anyway, my brain's kind of mush right now. I can't lie. These last three days have like just been like one day for me. I'm tired. I'm sad. I'm broke. But I got a roof over my head. I got food on the table, so I cannot complain. Excited to be here. And with the fight, Volkanovsky, man, he just didn't look like the same guy. You know the magic stat. Fighters 35 and over in the weight classes of uh, 170 and under, or 170 to 135, I believe. One in 22, with that one being Tyron Woodley. Once again, it stayed true. There was a moment when Volk, when, uh, Volk threw a body kick, and my friend and I, we both looked at each other and we were like, shit, that just looked slow, man. And I had a bad feeling that what, what happened was going to happen. Once the fight started... You could tell Ilya was a little faster out there. He had Volk on the back foot for a decent amount of it, and when he got him stuck against the cage, that was that. But you sniped it. You absolutely called this one. So how were you feeling? Were you were you going into it thinking it was a win-win since you had money on Toporia, but obviously we like Volk? Or how were you feeling? Um, I was kind of up on the night already. Um, So I was kind of just like, Whatever happens, happens. Um, at that point, I kind of already had a lot to drink. So it was just like, what? I mean, I knew what was going on, but I didn't know that. I, I mean, obviously, I knew I had the bet in, but at the time, I wasn't thinking about the bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't think of it as a win-win. I just, it was just more so the same as all this other like, stuff that happens. It's just in shock. It's not really, I'm not really thinking about the money at this point. It's just kind of just like shock, like, damn, this happened, whether if it's Volk or the other way around. Like, we always say about this sport, like, did this really just happen? Like, that shit really happened. Yeah. Just nuts. Really, um, just so lost for words. Tapuria said it did what he said he was going to do. And it was just, it's crazy. Like, when that happens, like, he called a shot and fucking. Yeah, he's a special. He's special. You can't deny it. He's a generational talent. I think it's safe to say that now. And Volkanovski was calling for the rematch. I think everyone doesn't want him to take that immediately. He's obviously yeah. earned it. So it's I kind was, of his right. I was thinking about this today. And I was thinking about how Kamaro got a rematch with Leon after the head kick. And I was trying to compare it. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people are going to compare it to when they say, like, the champion, if you're a long champion, you get another shot. Um, the reason I think this is different with Volk is um, I think that Kamaru 
was winning that whole fight versus Leon. Yeah. So that was a, that was like a big difference. Like you know, Leon only won the fifth round. I think Kamaru won rounds one through four. Yeah. Um, and that was also Kamaru's first loss, like in a long time. The yeah, thing, not back to back. The thing with Volk is we just seen him lose to Islam. Yes, different division. Yes, but that's all part of it. We just seen you get knocked out by Islam, and you come back and get knocked out by Taporia. Does he deserve a title shot? I don't know. I mean, I don't think like we kind of just said. I don't. I don't see how he would beat Taporia. Um, does it like? You kind of just have to do it. But, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who do you like for Taporia next? What would it be? That's what I was gonna say. Max is booked with Gaethje now for 300. Yair and Ortega are fighting soon. I mean, if Yair wins that, it's kind of hard to give him a title shot after just getting one and winning one fight. Yeah. I was one automatically. I was thinking if Max wins, he gets it at 45. But I mean, Max could be a a big if he makes a big statement at. Gaethje, he can get a shot at 55. Bro, um, he, Max could, he's in the driver's seat if he wins yeah, that fight. Yeah, so it's a big fight for Max, but I don't know if you can give Max a, a title shot at 45 because can he really be a champion knowing he beat, lost a Volk three times? Like, that's kind of, it's kind of a tough spot. Kind of a tough spot. I think we kind of finally got out of the Volk and Max rivalry. Not, not that it was bad. Not that Volk and Max weren't great champions or contenders in the 45 division. But now that we have, like, now that we have a new guy, like, I kind of just want to see the division move on. Um, I would love to see Max, if he obviously if he wins at fifty-five, probably get a title shot or a title eliminator at fifty-five. But yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't, but I don't know who else to give it to would fight Ilya. Yeah. I mean, I know who would fight Ilya at forty-five. I know someone. I think I might be, might be wearing a shirt. That could be it, bro. I am. I've been going back and forth on that because I think it's a bad precedent to set if the UFC lets Sugar go up uh, for double champ status after only defending the belt once. But it would just be such a sweet fight. It might be the two best strikers in the UFC or two of the top five strikers in the UFC, most definitely. They both just beat the goat of their respective divisions. And they're both stars. Yeah. They both have very entertaining highlight reels, maybe the two best highlight reels in the UFC. So Toporia versus Sugar Sean O'Malley, that's a fight that has to happen someday. But I think I think Marab has done everything you could possibly do to get that next title yeah. shot. He's beaten three champions in his last three fights. He beat a featherweight champ, a bantamweight champ, and a flyweight and bantamweight champ. That is nuts. I know we'll get to Marab, but yeah, I 45 is in a weird spot right now because Vulcan Max just cleaned that shit out like completely. Yeah. So, like it's anybody like, that now, anybody now that like fights Saporia and like let's say they win it, you it's not really validated because like oh, well, Volk beat him, Max beat him, so it's like it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's definitely a tough spot. That's why I think in this scenario, it's a perfect spot for Sugar Sean to go up. But mm -hmm. then again, it does send a bad president. We've already had that multiple times in the past year, so yeah, it's tough, tough spot. Um. Middleweight division, Robert oh. Whitaker defeats Paulo Costa via unanimous decision. I know how Robert's going to win. I know if, if, if you're going to take Robert to win, take him to win by decision. Mm -hmm. um, just a master class. Almost got put away round one. Oh, my gosh. How did he eat that? I know. I thought he was going to come back. I thought he was going to come back rattled, too. He did not one bit, bro. Bobby Knuckles is a dog, and he made me eat my words about him not having a chin 
and not being durable because he took about as big of a shot as you could possibly take. And yes, it was at the end of the round. He might have got saved by the bell, but that doesn't matter. He won the fight. And he had to go out there for 10 minutes after that against Paulo Costa. And he was he was honestly piecing him up. Yeah. Um, just a technician, everything he does. Didn't lose mm-hmm. a step. Maybe, you know, we thought caught the knockout to Drikas, but another weird spot here because he could for sure fight Drikas again for the belt. Thousand percent. I wouldn't be mad yeah. at that fight. But the UFC for sure is holding off on Izzy because they definitely want Izzy versus Drikas or Izzy versus Strickland too. So mm-hmm. tough spot because you risk Whitaker beating one of them. And then it's like, ah, like now you don't have the Izzy fight. So it's uh, tough. a lot of tough stuff going on here. A lot of, a lot of stuff we got to sort through. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, I don't know what else would be next for, for Whitaker. Um, yeah. Could it be a Hamza? But That's what, what I was thinking. The benefit of him fighting Hamza? I mean, just taking his O. If you could take a hype train zero, I think that's a good thing. And if he beats Hamzat, that'll put him in the conversation for a title shot. He might not automatically get it, but he's definitely going to have a good argument for it. Dude, middleweight has totally been not rejuvenated, but it's just so interesting right now. I mean, you could do Robert Whitaker and Sean Strickland, and then Jared Cannonier just kind of lingering around, solid, hasn't lost in a minute, hasn't lost since Izzy, right? Yeah. Cannoneer's there. I think he oh, deserves he deserves a title eliminator. Did Cannoneer beat Strickland or Strickland beat Cannoneer? Cannoneer won, but it was a very close fight. It was 50-50, honestly. Could have could have won either way, but yeah. officially, Cannoneer won. So, yeah, this is interesting. And then Brendan Allen at number seven on a big win streak right now. He's going to be up in that conversation soon. Hamzat's ranked 11. That's crazy. Yeah, I think if you can get, if you, I mean, obviously you got to ask Izzy, but if Izzy can come back in the next six months to a year, I think you just wait it out with Drikas or you do a rematch with Sean Strickland and Izzy fights one of those. That's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, it's just crazy how they've almost all fought each other already. Yeah. Besides Hamzat and Brendan Allen, they've, a lot of them have already fought each other. Crazy, bro, to think that, crazy to think that, like right now, Volk, um, Camaro, and Izzy aren't champions. Dude, that thing I sent you, the yeah. longest reigning champion in the UFC is Leon Edwards in August of 2022. At first, I thought it was Islam, but Islam won a couple months after that. Dude, that feels like yesterday when Leon yeah. head kicked Usman. That is nuts. That's right around the time we started this show, I believe. I think it was a month or two before that in the summer. So yeah. since we've started this show, there is nobody that has been a champ the whole time. Crazy. Yeah. Short shelf lives in this sport because the margins are so damn small. And I was thinking about a reason. I've said it on here before, but one of the reasons that guys above 35 years old just don't do well in title fights in those small divisions is because in order to get to the top of those divisions, you have to be really, really, really fast. And everybody that's getting title shots is most likely really, really, really fast. And when you yeah. get older, you're going to lose a tiny bit of that. Yeah. And I think, speaking unfortunately. Of, uh, speaking of getting older and losing a step, um, Henry Cejudo loses to Marab Divashili. Um, just a master class by Marab. Definitely earned his next title shot, the winner of Cheeto and Sugar. Um, I mean, he's he like you said, he's deserved it. He's next up for sure. Be one of the greatest of all time. Um, 
Yeah, not much, not much to say about Rob other than he's just he's next up. He's ready. Yeah. He's ready to go. Henry looked really good in the first round too. Yeah, we kind of expected that though because when they're both at full full stamina, Henry's probably more skilled, more technical, definitely on the feet. He was catching Marab, but once people get tired and Marab doesn't, they are in trouble. And he is a terrifying guy to fight over five rounds. He was able to do that to Henry in three. Imagine if he had five, how bad Henry would have looked in that fourth and fifth. Yeah. So our guy Sugar, he's going to have to snipe him. He's going to have to punish him on the way in because Marab is not going to stop coming. Pause. Yeah, I think Marab is a way better threat to take down, or way better threat for a takedown than Aljo or than Henry is. Mm-hmm, because he's just, he might not get the first one. He might not get the first five. He might not get the first 10, but he's just going to keep on trying until he either gets dropped or gets the yeah. takedown. Yeah. Obviously, we get to take care, we have to take care of business at 299 first Shigashan, but that's a definitely a yeah. scary matchup we're looking, we're looking forward to. Can't, yeah, can't look ahead. I was just listening to Timbo Sugar Show right before this. They dropped an episode today and Sean started to, look ahead a little bit and he caught himself. He said, I got to, I got to focus on the task at hand. And a crazy thing about Marab, him and Aljo went three, five minute rounds in the back before the fight, just full on sparring match. What the fuck? Like this guy is unhuman. His cardio. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, Ian Machado Gary defeats Jeff Neal. Split decision. Scary one there for Ian. Um, yeah. Scary one. Um, what do you like next for Ian? He called out Colby Covington. I think that's great, honestly. I think that's a really good matchup for both of them. Or Wonderboy. Wonderboy would be sweet as well because Ian Gary kind of did what I expected him to do, what we both did for this one. Just kind of danced around Neal, stayed out of the way of the big shots. And yes, it was a boring fight. I get that. You could hate on Ian Gary for a lot of things, but I'm not going to hate on him for this one fight because look at Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis or Israel Adesanya and Yoel Romero. Some of the most exciting fighters of all time have had fights that were very boring. And You just got to win. You just got to win. Yep. Ian Gary, I listened to his post-fight presser, and he, he made some valid points. He said, if you make a wrong move against Jeff Neal, you will be asleep. Yeah, I've, never been, yeah. I've never been against like i've always been against people that say like boring fight boring fight like, bro when you're in a cage locked in you do what it takes to win mm-hmm. yeah yeah jeff neil oh man that was close though bro that was a it was a hard one to score because there really just wasn't a whole lot going on was joe rogan so, dick riding ian gary on the commentary because we I couldn't, couldn't hear, hear him right. I okay i saw a lot of stuff saying that he was uh, but. let me ask you this out of obviously you were there in person. Out of all the fighters, if you can remember who had the biggest ovation coming out, you would think you would say not after the fights, but coming out. Volk. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the crowd was honestly loudest during the Mackenzie Dern fight and the Roman Kopilov Hernandez fight because both of those fights were bangers and they were back to back. They were just straight wars. So yeah. that's when the crowd was the loudest, I would say, honestly, because after Volk got KO'd. Like, I was just sitting there in silence for 15 minutes. But I didn't get up until the usher came. Everyone was out of our out of our section. I was just sitting there in shock, staring with a blank face. And the usher's like, all right, you got to go. I just walked out all sad. But yeah, Mackenzie Dern, whew, so hot. Yeah. 
but that fight was nuts. If if Mackenzie Dern had slightly below average striking, she would be a problem because her grappling is elite. Elite. I don't know how she stayed in that fight, dude. Lemos was cracking her. A lot of people in the crowd were yelling, stop the fight, stop the fight, stop the fight. When she was just like looking up, doing the bicycles, and she looked like she was about to cry. But yeah. ref made the right call. Um, Kapilov yeah. and Hernandez, he though, bro. Did. Oh, I want to talk about this one a little bit. Hernandez mixes it up insanely well. I was not putting enough respect on his name, but he's almost like Marab. His pressure is just insane, and he did not get tired. And once he gets on your back or once he gets you in a bad spot on the ground, good luck getting out because Kapilov's takedown defense was very good for most of the fight. But he threw one kick. When he was a little too close, Hernandez caught it, closed the distance, got the submission. Just one little mistake is all it took. That was a back-and-forth fight that whole time. Kapilov was uh, – it was just back-and-forth. I can't even say Kapilov was piecing him up. They were both landing, but – I think both of those guys, it's not like they're young. And Hernandez is 30, Kapilov's 32, but I think we're going to see him around for a couple more years. They're both very good. That was a high-level fight. Yeah, I agree. That was a good one. Kind of He messed with the card. I was set, I was 5-1. 5-1. and one. Five and one. Could have went 6-0. Oh. Messed mm. with the card. It's fine. Yeah, let's put your bets up before we, uh, before we move on. I'll throw them up. So I, if you were tuned into our social media, I had a historically bad night, but Jalen almost had a perfect night. <laughs> so... You carried that. You carried us this weekend. I think if y'all are listening, you can fade me, tail Jalen, and your bank account will go up. Yeah, um, Tafa being ruled out kind of took some juice out of the parlay, but we still got it. We'll take a dub. Um, I wish I would have went Mackenzie Dern. I wish I would have went uh, Amanda Lemos. I was gonna. It was in my notes. Um, I just didn't like it, but hey, you know what? Best sometimes the best bet is no bet. But yep, let's go, baby. Good job, man. You're you're heating up. Trying to, trying to, trying to. Speaking of heating up, we finally get the news. The UFC 300 card is set with the main event: Alex Pereira versus Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill for the light heavyweight title. Oh my goodness, I like this one, bro. Everyone's hating on it because it wasn't some big announcement. It wasn't some. It's not Izzy versus Jamal. It's not Connor versus John Jones. Everyone's hating on it. This is one of the but, fights that we said must happen in 2024. I think it's I the like first it. one, right, that we got? Um, you have the full card? Yes, I do. This is exciting. This is very yeah. exciting. And this, I know people are hating on it, but just look it, bro. There's not one fight on here that couldn't be a main event on a fight night or pay-per-view, like Dana said. I'm going to be on my couch for eight hours that day or yeah, somewhere yeah. for eight hours, just eyes glued to the TV. Yeah, we've talked about pretty much every fight on this card as they've been announced. Um yeah, let's get into Jamal Hill versus Pereira. Who do you like and why? Bro, I don't know if there's a worse person to fight coming off of a torn Achilles than Alex Pereira. It's not a bone break, but you really want that guy kicking your legs when you've been out of commission for the last year? I honestly didn't know Jamal Hill was going to be ready. That's why I wasn't really throwing his name in the 300 talks a lot. I didn't think that... He was going to be ready to rock yet, but I guess he is. Yeah. yeah. Man, but I I like Poetan off the rip yeah. here. I do think Jamal has something to offer him. If Jamal had one more fight before this to shake off the rust and we could see how he looks coming off the Achilles, I would feel better if he looked good. But just with the scenario right now, 
coming fresh off an injury, having to go fight Alex Pereira at 205, where he's not cutting as much weight, that's sketchy. But if Jamal gets a takedown, he can wrestle too. People forget that. He yeah. might he might do that. Yeah, I'm all over I'm all over Poetan here too. I like it, but I love the matchup. I love I love Jamal Hill back. Um he was gonna be a great champion, so I'm glad he's back. Mm-hmm. We were both he's big in- Jamal guys. He's been getting a lot of hate lately too. Yeah, it's gonna be a banger. Like I said, man, it's kind of like how I was feeling. Um with all the aura and the like the hype that three hundred had, there was nothing that was really ever gonna like be like, ah, unless it was something crazy like Connor coming out. Yeah. Or like, is he coming back? It was. It had to be something crazy like that. But other than that, I mean, it was kind of tough. You couldn't do. Yeah. It. I mean, you probably, they probably tried to do is Hamza tried probably tried to get Izzy back for Pereira. They tried a lot of stuff. But I'm not mad at this at all. I love this main event. If you would have told again, this is a great main event. If it wasn't 300, mm-hmm. so like because if it like, if it wasn't 300, everyone would be like, well, that's a fucking banger. But the fact that it's 300 and Dana put out the hype and there was all this hype, now it's kind of just like ah, we're like expecting this. And you still get this, but now it's just like ah, yeah. All right, you want to guess the line? I got it right here on some. Oh, yeah. For Alex Pereira, Pereira minus one forty-five. Close. Alex Pereira minus one sixty-five. Whoa! Yeah, I gotta get it. If you like Pereira, you gotta get that now. Yeah, that's gonna move up. Um, yeah. Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway. What do you think the odds are for that? I think that is Justin Gaethje minus one fifty. Minus two ten right now. Max mm-hmm. at plus 180. I kind of like that because I don't like Max all on this, bro. Hey, like it's, it's technically a title fight. Gaethje's 35. <laughs> I don't like Max in this at all, dude. I just, Gaethje's, obviously, Gaethje and Max have both been in the fucking ringer, or both been in blood basketball, yeah. it's been in wars. I'll just take the bigger guy. Yeah. So you think Max gets dropped for the first time in his career? Probably he gets dropped. I think he loses the decision, kind of how the Chandler and Gaethje fight was. Yeah, or like kind of how Poirier Max was. Yeah, I just think but something like that. I do got to say, so there was a UFC 300 Q&A that we got to go to. I didn't even know it was happening. It was on Friday before the ceremonial weigh-in, and it was a press conference with Jim Miller, Aljo, um, Max, and Gaethje. Mm-hmm. They're about the same size. Max is taller, I think, and he's he's bulking, bro. He's big. He yeah. looks like he's about 200 pounds. Yeah. I'm, man. I, I hope he, I hope he gets it done. I'm not. I'm on both those guys to win. So either, either way, I just want a good yeah, fight, and the, they always deliver. Bro, I kind of like in the girl title fight. Yan Xianan yeah, is plus, plus ninety. Yeah, I think that should be closer because she is electric, bro. She's a sniper. Yeah. That's honestly, I'm more excited for for the co-main than I am for Sterling versus Cater for. Yuri versus Rockage. Usually, usually girl fights, you're just kind of mad that they're up there, but that is genuinely a very good fight that I'm really excited for. Yeah, can't wait, man. I'm I I love it. I love I love this sport. Love the 300s finalized. We finally get that monkey off our back, so let's rock, yeah. baby. If Diego Lopes gets a big win, he's gonna have action in featherweight too, because that's a fresh face that is marketable, and he's Brazilian, yeah. and the UFC loves their Brazilian champs. Agreed. You got anything else before we get out of here? We'll be back with a preview show for um, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, one of those days. We'll see. I put up the wrong overlay. There we are. Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday, Thursday for a Mexico City preview. Um, Hopefully, we can. Hopefully, I can can stay hot for our bets. Back in your hometown. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't even realize it was NBA All Star Weekend, dude. 
that's like Crap. a moment. It's a moment for me because I've always just been so dialed in on all the ball sports. But what I happened to the game? I what happened to the game I love for real? Engage terrible product. Night in, night out. Terrible product. It, it was trash. Terrible. Terrible. I didn't watch any of it. Terrible. You didn't watch Steph and uh, Sabrina. I only watched that. Literally the only thing I ever watched. Only thing I watched a second of. I, that's all I saw. I saw my friend showed me Steph one, and we said, "Oh, thank God." That's all I yeah. saw from Dame won the three point contest. I think. Yeah. I do like the three point contest, but not the, not like I watch it. But I like that. 